What is up, Michael? How's it going, Polly? Seems like I haven't seen you for weeks. It's it's yeah, it's been busy, huh? Yeah. You busier than most. I don't know. You were out of town for two weeks in a row. Out of town is a strong word to a strong words to use. Well, our working. town being Edwards. I was were working. you in Edwards? Uh, no, I was in Eagle County though. No. I, was, I was working. That's not Eagle County. Yes, it is. That's Lake County. No, it's not. All right. I believe it is. I, wow. Are you serious? Where does Lake County start? Are you being serious right now? Well, yeah, of course. No, it's, bro, the Homestake Reservoir is in Eagle County. Is it really? Yes. Wow. Learning things every day. How's my posture today? Uh, it's okay. Yeah. Your, your posture is showing off a, a bad shirt, though, and the fact that you put your mic in the wrong place. <laughs> In the middle of your shirt. It's right in the middle of the C. I think it's perfect. Where'd you put yours? Anywhere near Where it's the supposed to be. Y? No. Your neck? No, nothing's going to cover up the, the, the New York logo. New York. And I got my hat on. I'm ready. You know what today is, right? It's today, opening day. No, tomorrow's opening day. No, 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 no. Because that's when the Reds start. Paul, your team is not good enough. According to... MLB to dawn the opening day. My team is so good that they will be hitting first on opening day. The very first home run, I'm calling it, that will be hit in the 2020 Major League Baseball season will be in the first inning by a New York Yankee off Max Scherzer. Somebody's going to hit a home run in the first inning. A Yankee is going to hit a home run in the first inning. I'll even go as far as to say who it's going to be. Okay, coffee. Coffee. If, if that happens, I buy you a coffee. If that doesn't happen, you buy me a coffee. Done. Right. Do, you want me to, do you want to hear my prediction of who it's going to be? <laughs> yeah, of course. Okay, I, I, I honestly, I think it's going to be my, my guy, Aaron Judge, whose shirt I'm wearing underneath his hoodie. Um, he homered. Three years ago in the All-Star game off Max Scherzer in the first inning. Wow. In Nationals Park, which is where they're playing tonight. He's been on fire in the he's he's I think they had three summer training games, this little summer training, summer camp, whatever they're calling it. Uh-huh. Homeward three times. All right. He's on fire. You know um, what that tells me? What's that? Is he's due. He's due for a slump. So I think he's going to start in a slump. I don't think so. I, think I, I like the guy. I like the guy. I like Aaron Judge. He seems like a pretty cool guy. He's but, he's. Uh, yes. I think he he got all of his home runs out before the season started. Unfortunately, so I don't think so. I think you're wrong. I think my Yankees are are primed to absolutely dominate this yeah. stretch of sixty games. Yeah. Which we should talk about that. What do you think? Sixty games. What do you think that that poses as a difference? That's well, a huge difference. Because it, it, it'll affect your pitchers, your pitcher rotation. Uh, like, I think we talked about this before, but uh, you don't, you try to space out your innings for pitchers over a long period of time. But now they can go, uh, they know they're not going to pitch as many games. And so they can go a little harder. And they, they might even in, in shorten rotations, you know, instead of, uh, 
uh, pitching every four games, see, I've, every three games or something. I've, I've heard the opposite. I said, I, I've heard that this is going to propel this whole bullpen movement even more because they don't have to worry about their bullpens getting tired over 60 games. Hmm. And I've also heard that some, some guys were, were good about keeping up on their training throughout this quarantine time yeah, yeah. and then others were not so great yeah so i have yeah, heard sure. that yeah. um but there here's an interesting question do you think i think it's been 40 plus almost 40 years do you think this could be the first season we see a reliever win the cy young no you don't think so i don't think so see that they, they brought up some good points is that this whole bullpen movement you're right. I think like teams will let their their aces and their number twos go. I think you don't have to worry about them like maxing out. Um, but you can also overuse some of your long relievers in their bullpen. You think about relievers who can go like two innings. Right. You can just max them out. If someone gets let's let's say this, someone gets thirty saves in sixty games. You don't think they can win the Cy Young? Saves be, half the games. That would be pretty remarkable. Well, here's here's the deal: is the guy for the Padres, Kirby Yates, got like twenty, got like over twenty saves last year in the first sixty games. It's so so wild to think about that shortened season because it is like there's so many examples of teams that that started in a slump, mm -hmm. you know, and then they broke out of it and did awesome later, and then they end up doing well in the playoffs and everything. And so, but if you start off in a slump this year, man, it's you're, you're done. <laughs> you're, I, th you're I think done. it's, there's actually a decision coming down today. They have to make it before the Yankees and the Nationals do their first pitch, but they could extend the playoffs to 16 teams this year. Oh, wow. They're, they're literally they haven't decided that. <laughs> so it got brought up again two days ago, but they have to decide before the season starts. I think it would be fun. If they just, I would be okay with it just this season. Well, yeah, because of the shortened season. So yes. you're still playing way less games than 162. So. But according to the computers, there are 21 teams they're predicting will be at 500 or a game below. 21 teams could potentially make the playoffs this year. That's wild. Yeah, so it's, it's definitely, you know. So you're, you're pretty pumped about opening day. I can tell. I'm, I'm stoked about this season. I think it's going to be different than, than anyone will ever experience and have ever experienced. I think the winner's legit. I, I do. I, I truly believe that. Yeah. I, know there's, I know there's the game. It's a game of attrition. Can you, can you last over 162 games? But even more so if they extend it to 16 teams in the playoffs, the World Series champion is absolutely legit. Well, the, the reality is the World Series champion every year is the best team that year in that season. And so the World Series champion this year is going to be the best team from this season. So like none of, that doesn't change. It's just uh, it's just going to be a different season, different style season. I mean, we're starting in the dog days of summer, right? <laughs> you know, it's like, weird. Uh, it's so it's almost August. I know. Huh? <laughs> Are you excited, though? I'm excited. About, I'm definitely excited about the season. I am not excited about watching the games, though. And, and the reason is, is because of no fans, which is what we're going to talk about today. Yes. It's just weird to be, to, and let me be clear about this, to watch the game mm -hmm. on TV. 
listening to the game on the radio is fine. You know, I, I have no issues with that. And that's usually the way that I like uh, getting my baseball, you know, during the season anyway, is just yeah. uh, not until the playoffs do I really like tune in and watch a whole lot of games. You and know, there could be fans finish. in the playoffs this year. They've talked about that. Well, that would be awesome. We'll see. But that's what, for me, I, you know, it, they're, they're piping in this fake crowd noise, which to me is ridiculous. I'd rather have it silent than them piping in fake crowd noise because it's just like there's one guy with his finger on a button deciding, like, does this warrant a cheer or not? Rather than the the combined fans deciding whether they want to cheer on that or not, and uh, it's just weird and goofy to me. It just it's not real, I guess. It, yeah. So I I've liked it so far. I watched the Yankees and the Mets. I think I told you this, but Yankees played at the Mets their first summer camp game against an actual other team. They're playing each other. Most teams were playing each other, and then the Yankees went across town to play the Mets in City Field. And then the Mets third baseman threw it away from the first baseman, simple out. And the, the guy who's controlling the cheers accidentally pressed cheer for that. <laughs> um, so there's definitely some kinks. But, I, you know, I... You know what I think would be awesome? This is what I think would be awesome. So, you know, playing baseball growing up and everything, one of the things for, for being a player, a baseball player, it, that a lot of fans don't know unless they played the game is the trash talk that goes on on the field during yeah. the game. And if they could mic the trash talk, mm -hmm. because there's no fan noise yeah. to, you know, if we could hear that, that would make me tune in and watch more. You know, I guess they'd have to bleep out a lot of stuff, but, um, but maybe they could have a special channel <laughs> where it's unfiltered. But they, that I think would be really interesting because you think about this, yeah. with no fans in the stadium, like if they yell from dugout to dugout, they hear it. Oh yeah. You know, they hear everything on that field. And I'm just wondering how that might change the game a little bit. So well, they've talked about, I mean, this, this season is going to be like experiment 101. Oh, They're experimenting yeah, yeah. with everything, it's but they've talked big. about, they did this in spring training before COVID started where they had literally microphones, just like you and I are wearing on the players. Oh, they? And they talked about this being a new thing because it was funny. Yeah. It was funny. Now the players knew it was on them, so they weren't gonna weren't as brash. They weren't they weren't gonna do like bleep words, but it was funny because it was the first time because I'd seen them I've seen them do that when their players are fielding, but it was funny because they, they mic'd up a guy when he was hitting. Yeah. And so and then they even put like a small camera on his helmet so that you could see it. And I think it was Chris Bryant I was watching and Oh my goodness. It was hilarious. Like he was going up against, I think it was the Braves best pitcher and he was just getting dominated. I think he struck him out and he was just like hearing his reaction. He was like, yeah, didn't see that one coming. It's like this slow curve just came right in and hit the strike zone. And he just started walking out of the batter's <laughs> box, but you heard his reaction. I, I love that. Yeah. And I love that thought. Um, well, I, and even, even, uh, I'm sure MLB is probably watching this. So yeah, know, these are some good suggestions for you. But, um, the if you think about that, if they know that they're mic'd, they could talk to the fans, yeah. you know, who are watching on TV. They could, you know, tell them they could say things to yeah. the fans live. That would make it really interesting. And I would tune fun. in for that. That would be fun. You know, but um, but yeah, so playing with no fans, uh, just gonna be really interesting to see uh how that is. Now, now for me as as watching, like I said, I 
I wouldn't be as excited to watch it. Uh, and I'm wondering how it's going to affect the players. Like, will they play as hard without the fans there as they would if, if the fans were there? And so that, that just got me thinking about, will they give full effort uh, without anybody in the stands or will they just like subconsciously, not yeah. like consciously, yeah. but subconsciously just not be trying as hard? Because I, of that? I don't. So I think they'll, I think they will. I, I don't think it's going to be an effort thing for them. I don't think it's the, the trying hard where I think it could play in is like, you think about the home team, they have the advantage. You think, I think about like if someone comes to Yankee Stadium and it, get into the, the bottom or the bottom of the eighth, you know, and the Yankees take the lead, they hit a, a home run, usually the crowd will go nuts. Right. And the stadium will be rocking, right. absolutely rocking. I heard, uh, I mean, I heard multiple players say like that played in both Yankees, the old Yankee Stadium and the new one in 2009 in the playoffs when we won the World Series, like, they had never heard it louder uh, there. But what I could see happening is you get to the bottom of the eighth, the Yankees hit like a home run, and I'm just using them as an example, but they hit a home run, the crowd would normally be rocking, and that would usually affect the opposing team. Where I could see it affecting them is there's no one rocking but the other dugout. And so... For if you're a pitcher, if you're an opposing pitcher, that's not as intimidating. Well, that's what, yeah, exactly. I don't know I about effort, that, yeah. though. I, I think that, I think, I, I think the home field advantage when it, when, if we don't have fans in the playoffs, when it comes to the playoffs, when it becomes where the fans can take effect, where their, the stadiums are sold out, I think that's where you might see like other players like, all right, I mean, what's, no one's calling me names, but the other players in the dugout. <laughs> Like, I don't care what they say, uh-huh. you know, it's intimidating when you're in, you're an outfielder yeah. and you've got New Yorkers screaming in your ear yeah. that are like ser- Google searching you <laughs> and your family <laughs> and like you're borderline, like, I don't know if I should call the cops right now. <laughs> you're not thinking about baseball anymore. Yeah. You know, that's, that's where I think. Yeah. I think that's good. Good insight. Like the pitchers getting nervous, like they throw uh, three balls in the, fans are going crazy, you know, yeah. trying to get on their nerves so that they walk the guy that that won't be happening. And no. so the nerves won't be as, as, as bad. Um, I know when I was in college, we'd, we'd play some teams where it was like, there were just like bleachers, you know, uh, just like, like a high school field. Mm-hmm. And, and there'd be maybe 10 or 20 people that showed up and that didn't seem weird. But then like we, we did a trip to Hawaii and we played in Rainbow Stadium in Hawaii. Uh, it was called Rainbow Stadium in those days. I don't know what it's called now, but it's this huge. It's, it's a football stadium. Uh, huge holds, I don't know, 60,000. Is that where the University of Hawaii plays? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so we were playing them. And, uh, and so huge stadium. And there was probably like 30 people there. You yeah. know? And it was weird. It just like it, it was just weird. And that's why. I think that like if you if the the competitive instinct is going to be there for the guys, you know, they're gonna to want to win the game, they're gonna to want to beat the other team. It's just gonna be strange playing without fans. You could you could say the the winner of this World Series this year, if there's truly no fans throughout the whole process, you could say that the most talented team is finally gonna win. There's no like 
there's there's involvement. Yeah. I mean, there's no there. The only the only true factors besides the talent on your team is going to be the ballpark you play in. So you could actually have players from like the Yankees. Like, I mean, I don't care if I play in Fenway Park. I actually like hitting there better than the ballpark suits me. I don't like hitting there when Boston fans are yelling at me, <laughs> right? And there's Boston fans in the fan in the stands, but I actually really love hitting there because there's a giant wall that I can just bounce it off of. That's only 318 feet away. You know, you could see that. So could we agree that the fans do affect the game? Oh yeah. And I think the people who say they don't matter is that's garbage. So some of it has to do with intimidating the other team. And some of it has to do with encouraging the, the home team. Oh, absolutely. Um, I did then, see, I did see, this is funny though. The, there was a Tampa Bay Ray that tweeted something about it's not going to having no fans is not going to affect me. That's normal for me because he plays for the Rays. Oh, no right. Fans. Yeah, I did. I did find that funny because I, <laughs> I think they average like 4,000 fans. Your own fans. That's oh, absolutely. Rough. But yeah. Well, that so so we our show is Jesus in baseball. Yeah. And uh, we like to talk about baseball, especially since tomorrow's opening day today that. <laughs> There's uh, a little more emphasis on baseball today than usual, but then uh, carrying this idea and this thought over into uh, our walk with with Jesus and our life with Jesus, uh, it was just interesting to me to think about that. So if the fans do affect the game for the players, do fans affect our life? Uh, do people around us watch do they affect us in, like we said, uh, with with the, the baseball players, they could affect them in a negative way or they could affect them in a positive way. And how people around us, uh, you know, people who are against us or people who are for us, how they affect our lives, how they uh, affect our performance, mm -hmm. if you will. Of uh, And the performance would be living a life following Jesus. And and how people around us affect us, good or bad and stuff. So that's what I wanted to talk about a little bit today, taking that that perspective of the baseball players with no fans and stuff. So what do you think about how how people around us affect our performance? Do they? Do they not? I, I do. Well, I, you, we're doing this a little bit differently now. If, if you didn't know, Paul just said, I think our topic should be, no fans this week since there's not going to be fans and then walked out the door. So <laughs> neither one of us really came up with the same thing, but re regarding what um, I absolutely, the people around us affect who we are and how we act. And um, even as Christians, I mean, yeah, 100%. I mean, we, we talk about this all the time in youth group. I think, I think they're like that, that whole generation and that age group is more affected by, what other people say than, than any, any other. I, I think we could both agree with that when we yeah. were in high school and oh, middle yeah. school, it's Pure like, pressure, yeah. absolutely. Like you, you want to, you want to fit in. Yeah. Right. And honestly, it's kind of, you know, I think, you know, your generation, I, I think did a way better job than mine did of kind of owning. All right. I'm out of high school. Now I'm going into college. I'm going to grow up. I'm not going to care what other people say or think about me. I'm not going to try and fit in. You know, I'm going to do what I'm going to do what I was made to do. I feel like 
my generation has kind of dropped the ball on that. We still want to fit in. We still want to be a part of the, the group. We don't want to, we don't want to like walk away. We're not bold enough to walk away. And I feel like that's just how our culture is, is becoming more and more of that. Like no one's willing to speak out if there's, if, and I wouldn't even say it's not even always about the most popular voices or like the populist voices. It's the loudest voices. You know, we want to agree and, and come alongside the loudest voices and it's, you can see it all around us. Well, that's, you know, yeah. So, okay. So you're kind of taking this angle of, of playing to the fans, you know, trying to impress the fans, trying to get them to cheer for you and stuff like that. Um, I, you know, thinking of the baseball analogy, like there's, there's a, a situation where you got a reliever in, but you know how this reliever, even though he's real popular with the fans uh he doesn't do well against the next guy who's coming up so you pull him to put this other reliever in that the fans don't even know who he is but he's going to be really effective against that batter and so your own fans you know this would never happen in cincinnati but in new york (laughs) your own fans boo you you know because you're trying to do something good for your team but the fans don't understand it they don't get it they don't like it and so they boo you um, and so, so yeah, so that would be kind of like, you know, trying to live for the Lord and you got people around you and you're like, oh, I made this decision because this is what pleases the Lord, but it, everybody's booing you. Like, yeah. boo, that's, that's and you just kind of fold to that pressure. Yeah. Well, yeah. you can't. Yeah. 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 I, I, yeah, I think it's, it's a, it's a plague, honestly, I think in our, our culture, our society. And I think it's, it's honestly what the enemy wants, Right to to conform to the world yeah you know there's that verse in romans do not conform to this world okay so so okay so that's where yeah and uh, fair i just said hey no fans that's what we're going to talk about this week and so this is kind of the angle that you're taking (laughs) but but when you think about like living life and if you're going through life and there's nobody in the stands like how does that affect you? So like what kind of what we were just talking about there is like if there are people in the stands and they're judging your performance, you know, boo or yay, you know, like that affects us a certain way. But what if there's nobody there? So which I think is really a, uh, an appropriate topic for what we just went through with quarantine and what we might be going through again. Hopefully not. Oh uh, Yeah. You know, but having, uh, you know, as, as Christians, we're called to community. We're called to. Uh, be a part of a body, but it's been really tough these days. Mm-hmm. And and so how do you live your life if there's nobody around you, nobody's watching? They're, the accountability, in a sense, you know, has dropped away. Like, how do you how do you perform? And that's what, you know, I was just thinking about that with the, the baseball players. Like, you know, I make a great play and it's just crickets. Mm-hmm. Does that encourage me to keep making great plays and risk my body or whatever, diving for a ball if there's nobody cheering for me and stuff? And and uh, and so so what do you think about that? Like in life, how that that affects us? Should it should it not all of that? But well, I, I mean, I think the answer to, to what you're saying is. It, and this might be like super generic, but God is always with us. Yeah. I mean, that's what you're looking for. Like, how do you play a game when you feel like no one else is around you as a Christian? The, the answer is, well, God is always there. 
He, he never, I mean, he's not going to leave us and, and he's always watching. Right. As who's Carson Wentz is that, uh, who has that audience of one. He, uh, it's a, like, a it's a, uh, charitable organization that that he leads he supports i think he actually started it he's got the gear that goes along with it but that's what he calls an audience of one like playing just for that you know that one fan mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i i yeah i mean you're you're always being watched i mean he's he's always with you and i think that's that's honestly kind of the difference between what we believe and what a lot of other people believe is you know we're not living for us we're, we're, we're living for him. Yeah. You know, so it doesn't matter who's watching or who's around you. He's always there. He's always with you. And there's that comforting part of, you know, we always say when, when the trials do come and it feels like everyone's abandoned you, you have no fans. Like yeah. he's still your biggest fan. I could, let me share an, uh, not embarrassing, but a shameful experience from my life that I, when I was uh, planting the church in Louisiana, like I was working, doing lawn care uh, while I was uh, pastoring the church and leading the church. And so I was, I was cutting the grass at the church property that we had, uh, just this little warehouse that we had. And in front, there's this big ditch. And that's what in Louisiana, because of all the rain and everything, everything has like these big ditches mm -hmm. and stuff. And so in the bottom of the ditch, it's always just muddy, yucky, gross, disgusting stuff. And, and so I'm out there weeding in this ditch and uh, I hit the mud and it flies up. The, this big, stinky piece of mud flies up and hits me like right here oh. in the face. And I stopped and this is, this is, I'll just be honest. This was my thought. I wish some people from my church could see me right now, that they could see how, how much I'm giving, you know, like this. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Man. No, I'm opening up, man. And, and the Lord just like was speaking to like, what is that? What is that all about? You want them to see you suffering so they feel sorry for you or like they really respect all that you're given and stuff and and he spoke to me about that about just like look i see what you're doing and that's all that matters it reminds me of this in ephesians chapter 6 where it says uh, slaves obey your earthly masters with deep respect and fear serve them sincerely <laughs> as you would serve christ try to please them all the time not just when they're watching you as slaves of Christ, do the will of God with all your heart. Work with enthusiasm as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will reward each one of us for the good we do, whether we are slaves or free. And, and that, that's the verse that I remember thinking of at that time, just like this perspective of uh, living your life, your whole life, not to please people, uh, you know, just like, so if nobody's watching that you live the same way as if everybody was watching. Mm -hmm. So, so you play this, the game the same way without any fans in the stadium as you would if the, the stands were just absolutely packed. Yeah. It's not easy, right? No, I think, I think when you're, when you're alone, when you're taught when you're not being watched, it's also when you're most vulnerable to succumb to like the pride and man, look what I'm doing like you're, you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, so we have to have that mentality of, 
man, it doesn't matter who's around me. God is always around me. Yeah. And I'm not working for the people around me. I'm working for him. You know? Yeah. I think that's that. Yeah, that's absolutely like one of the most important things. And it, yeah, there are definitely going to be players who are like, what am I doing this for? <laughs> you know, there's a few who have, who have opted out. I think most of them have opted out because of, um, concerns, health concerns, health yeah. concerns. Yeah. But you know, it's like, there, there definitely will be players that like I saw, I saw the other day and this drove me up the wall. Um, they were playing the white Sox were playing an inter squad game and one of their players hit a home run against his own pitcher, right? His own teammate and does this massive bat flip, like showing off. And I'm just like, who, who are you showing off to? <laughs> one, there's no one in the stands, and you just showed up your your own teammate. Yeah, like this is practice. Like, I don't know if you remember that Allen Iverson. Oh yeah, uh, press conference. Practice. You're talking about practice. Practice. <laughs> and you just and you just. Uh, I mean, what are we doing here? Like, yeah. there's there's absolutely those guys that are are definitely playing for the 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 fame and the world and everything. And I think uh, of the I think of the story that Jesus told. You know, the parable where he said, you know, this master he's leaving and he gives. Uh, these talents to his different servants, you know, and mm -hmm. he's like, Hey, use this while I'm away. And then he comes back and uh, you know, the story is like, you know, a couple of them invest it, put it to work, but one guy buries it and mm -hmm. stuff. And then the ones who invested it, put it to work while he was away, while he wasn't watching, he says, you know, well done, my good and faithful servant enter yep. into the joy of your Lord. And that's what I feel like, you know, as, as followers of Jesus, that that's kind of where we're at right now. The, you know, even though Jesus is with us, you know, that in a sense, he's away right now, he's going to come back someday. And so how do we live our life right now, knowing that one day we're going to stand before God? And, you know, what do we want to say? Like, well, I, I, I didn't know anybody was watching. <laughs> or do we say, you know, like, I, I worked hard, you know, even though, there were no people around. And I really believe, I, I don't know if I could give a scriptural uh, support to this, but I really believe that God puts more weight on the things that we do when we're alone than when other people are watching, right? Because there's, there's a scripture that says that if you receive applause here, mm -hmm. that that's your reward. Mm -hmm. But if you don't receive applause here, you'll be rewarded in heaven. And so I think that there's like, that, to me, that encourages me like, okay, if there's no fans in the stadium, if I play just as hard uh, when nobody's watching, that there's a, there's a special reward for that because God's and he's pleased with that. I, I remember a lot of times we had our church in Louisiana. Uh, there was a lot of traffic outside the church. And so on, when I came in on Sunday mornings, there would be like cigarette butts and trash laying around and stuff. And, you know, again, I probably have no friends after this is over being so honest, but, but I would think like, nobody picked this up. You know, there's people at church already and stuff, ushers or whatever. Nobody picked this up. And, and again, you know, God spoke to me like, who are you? Why don't you pick it up, man? You see it, pick up the trash. Mm -hmm. And so I started thinking more like that, you know, like those things where, where nobody sees it, but I see it, mm -hmm. that that's the Lord going, I know you see that. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? You oh, know, yeah. Not just with trash, but with all kinds of things in life. Oh, that's a, that's a good word, Polly. That's because that's a, that's a, that's a hard one. Cause I think we all have those moments. 
I mean, it's definitely not just you. I've, I've, I've had those moments. I have those moments all the time. It's like, um, and it always has to do with trash. Right. <laughs> like you, you see, seeing trash on the ground and there's that inner, and especially during COVID, you know, like now that, now that germs are such like, yeah. there's that inner battle of like, do I pick that up? Yeah. You know, that there's, there's so much to be said about like, those are little things, but there really do come points in your life where like, um, just moments where you have big moments where no one is watching and you have a decision to make. And it comes down to the decision for every Christian, you know, am I going to follow the Lord here or am I going to yeah. choose the world? And, yeah. um, and I just looked up this verse, um, from the great book of Zephaniah. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't hear that quoted very often. No, but I love it. Um, and really, I really love this first sentence in it. It's, it's chapter three, verse 17. It says, for the Lord, your God is living among you. Mm. I think sometimes to your point, to what we're talking about, you know, playing for no fans, thinking that we're playing in front of no one because we can't visually see someone there. Changing our mentality as Christians to the fact that we know God is always watching. Mm -hmm. Because I think sometimes we feel like when we're alone, when we have those moments where it's either trash on the ground or we have a big decision to make and no one else is around, um, we think we are alone. Yeah. And I don't know why we have that mentality because we're not. You know, something you just said that just kind of made me think, like, I think a lot of times people maybe understand that God's watching, but I think that they think God's watching as a judge mm. rather than a fan. Or and a I wonder, What's that? Or a friend. Or a father. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, I wonder if we, we change our mentality of like, if God's like watching as a fan, like he sees us walking along and sees that cigarette butt and we see it and we're like, oh, I should pick that up. Should I pick it up? That he's going, come on, pick it up, pick it up. You know, like rather than sitting there, you know, judging going, Oh, I bet he's not going to pick it up. Yeah. That guy, you know, that's and, a really uh, good point. If that would encourage us more to do those things that in secret, you know, that he's there kind of cheering us on, like, you can do this, you can do this. I know nobody else is watching, but I'm watching, you know, like you can handle this difficult situation or whatever mm -hmm. it may be that, that he's cheering us on like that. You know, it, it, it does talk about in scripture, him being the righteous judge, you know, but, and I could be totally off here. He talks a, a ton about him being a, our friend, mm -hmm. and and most of all that him being our father. Right. And I, yeah, that's a really good point you just brought up. Like, why why do we why do we look at it like in those moments he's just watching us and not a part of the decision that we're making? Mm. You know, and he wants to be a part of it. I think that's where we need to change our mentality yeah. of like okay, God wants to be a part of this tough decision that has just been placed in front of me instead of, no, he just wants to test me to see what I'm going to make, to see what I've learned. That's, there's, I mean, where does it ever say that, you know? Um, no, he wants to be in it. He wants to be a part of it. And we need to change our, our mindset from, man, God is just watching to God is living among us. Yeah, that's cool. I really like that. I haven't thought about that before. The, uh, you know, I was just thinking with your uh, example of being a father. He's a good father. He's the best father, mm -hmm. right? You know, and I just think of how some fathers maybe 
they don't cheer their kids on. Mm -hmm. They're waiting for their kids to fail, but that's not who he is. Mm -hmm. And, and just thinking about going to my kids, uh, sporting events and stuff, you know, I'm not sitting there going, Oh, he'll never be able to hit this. <laughs> you know, I'm going, come on, you can do this, you know, and just thinking about God in that respect, uh, just kind of came into my mind as we're talking right now. I hadn't thought about it before, but if we saw him for who he truly is, you know, as that great father, that perfect father who's cheering us on in those moments, you know, when we're sitting at the computer and I hope this isn't out, out of bounds uh, in foul territory here or anything, but you're sitting at the computer by yourself and the opportunity comes up to, to look at some porn on the screen, you know, that like he's there going, oh, no, 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 you can do this. You can say no, you can resist this, you know, mm -hmm. rather than just sitting there going, oh, you better not, you yeah. better not, you know. And if that could encourage us in some of those those secret places, those those alone moments mm -hmm. to, to have the, you know, encouragement to say no or to say yes to something good or mm -hmm. to say no to something bad. Yeah, I think it comes down to you don't you don't need fans in this world. You just, you just need Jesus. Yeah. You know? And it's like, I think, yeah, we just gotta, we gotta change it to that. We gotta change our mentality to that of man. I, I, as much as I, I say, I need opening day, I need baseball, you know, I need <laughs> something to watch. The reality is I don't, I, I just need Jesus. And you know, the, I, I once, I once did this, uh, you, you know, how, uh, our staff loves coffee. Most people nowadays love coffee. And I once did a, a, a Devo and during staff meeting about this, we don't need coffee. <laughs> you know, this, this word, this, this, this word need is so misused in our culture. I need this. I, I need this. And the reality is we want it. We just need Jesus. Right, right. That's, that's really all it is. And the fact that, and, and the reality is we need him, but he's always there. Mm -hmm. We don't have to go looking for him. It's not like he's, yeah, like you're, you're talking about, even if you fill up that, that giant stadium in Hawaii, right? He's not in the, he's not in the nosebleeds. <laughs> you know, he's probably got, he's probably got field passes. He's yeah. probably right there, yeah. you know? And it's like, we, we need to, we need to fix our, our, our minds on, on that instead of, He's just a fan booing us or cheering us. Mm. He's a fan that's wanting to, he wants to be our coach, honestly. Yeah. You know, like a, a coach fan, like a player manager. <laughs> I don't know. We, we never see those anymore. I've, I've always wanted to, I would love to see that again. A player Pete manager. Rose. Pete Rose. Frank Robinson. I mean, a player manager. Could you imagine that again? That will never happen. But, um, man. This, this turned out really well, Polly. I don't know about you. Some good stuff. Some excellent stuff that we didn't we, plan on. We, we blew our own lines there. Um, but I, I am excited for tonight. I'm excited for that distraction. What's tonight? What's going on tonight? It's opening day. Oh, no, that's too No. I'm, I, I, don't, I don't know about you, but I, I really am. Fans or not, I'm, I'm excited. Um, I am too. I'm, I'm excited for the, the distraction. I, I posted on Facebook last night. I'm, I'm excited for the fact that Friday, I'm not talking about current events or, or anything like that going on in our world. I'm talking about if, if Garrett Cole is truly worth $35 million a year, <laughs> or I, I might be that Yankee fan on Friday, just because I don't, I'm so tired of all the other stuff going on in the world. 
that is super critical after one start, just so I can talk about something else, you know? Yeah, really. And, what and you, uh, now did Garrett Cole, did they, did he benefit from any trash cans or anything like that? Is he going to be a different player in New I, York? I, I think pitchers, I don't think pitchers, the, the Astros pitching staff really benefited. It was all hit. Um, I don't know how they could have. Yeah. Um, I think that was, yeah, he, he really stayed out of it. And I was shocked that the New York media really gave him a pass. And I think they did give him a pass right. because he's, he's new. He's the, he's the new guy. Well, they, yeah, if he does well, they, if they, he doesn't do well. Yeah. That would be interesting. Bronx cheer. They, I mean, the Astros, they're getting free and clear, which is driving me nuts. <laughs> this Cause I was, I was so looking for, they were going to go to the Rockies this year. I was so looking forward to buying You weren't going to be there to encourage them? Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. You know, God would have forgiven them. I, the, yeah, yes. No. So, okay, I think we're getting into another discussion. Okay, here. Well, our, time, our time is up. He would, have, he would have forgiven them, but they have to ask for forgiveness. Not a single one of them did that. They all said, oh, it didn't help us. We, that, that world championship is legit. And that's, that was the frustrating part for everyone. You cheated. Just admit that you cheated. And they all, they all did like 30-second pressers that was written out by someone else that said, yeah, we may have done something bad, but we still deserve the championship. You knew what pitch was. Okay, okay. final, final thing for right. you. Here we Here go. We go. Let's, let's watch Michael's head blow up. <sighs> Astros win the World Series this year. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen because they, they have lost a ton of players. It's, it's just not going to happen. The, you, think, you think pitchers from the opposing teams are still going to go after them with no fans? I, I would be genuinely curious about that, and I've wondered about that because they, I couldn't imagine the punishment they would receive if they did get in a brawl this year couldn't imagine the punishment they would receive i i think I, they won't play the yankees they're only playing in division yeah you know and the astros and so here's another thing on them is because they're a western team but they texas is in the central time zone the astros are going to do the most traveling of any team huh. in in all of baseball they, them and the rangers they're they are going to be the teams that travel the most it's usually the mariners because they're having to travel everywhere, right. but they only have to travel on the West Coast this year and stay in division. And so they've got that going against them. And I, I do think when, it, when they get to the playoffs, if they play the Yankees, if they play the Indians, the two teams that they scammed out the most, um, I would be shocked if someone didn't throw up an in. Because they can't fight. If they fight, I mean, I couldn't imagine the punishment they would receive. Yeah. Could you? I don't even know what that would be after this year. After everything that's going on, I, I don't think they do it. Be, it's just so weird to think about a fight with no fans. That to me. That, just, see that? I don't think so. I, I think in those moments, the players don't care about the fans. Well, yeah, they're just going they're, on. Yeah, the, that's, 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 I don't think they care. And here's why I said they're going to get free and clear. By the time there's fans in the stands watching the Houston Astros, it could be 2021. Uh -huh. And there could be totally, they could have a totally different team. What's the point in booing yeah, these guys? Right, right. Um, it's too, it's been too, be it's, it'll be. I'll tell like, you what, if the Astros were smart, that's what they'd do. 
get rid of them. They, yeah. Uh, the the thing about it is, I don't think they'll ever get rid of Jose Altuve and Alex Bregman. Yeah. I think they're they're signed, and I think those guys are the the two that people just are fired up most about. Uh-huh. They were the least uh, apologetic, and yeah. So I don't, I don't know. We'll we'll see how it goes, but yeah, they're not winning the World Series. I don't think the I think the, I honestly, Paul, I think my Yankees are primed. They are playing with a fire. They all and here's the, here's the deal. I heard I heard one manager say this to their their team, and I think it was like the Kansas City Royals or something. This year, the winning team is the team that doesn't go out and go to clubs, that doesn't go out and party because if we test positive for COVID nineteen, <laughs> you're not playing. Yeah. And so the team that can stay healthy enough, yeah, yeah. that's that's the team that that's might crazy. win. Yeah, that, it could be the Kansas City yeah. Royals, you know. And I think my Yankees have the mentality of. All right, we're young. Most of them are single, which is remarkable. A lot of them aren't married, but they've all kind of gathered around this. We've got a, an incredible team. Let's all come together. Let's do this the right way. I'm not just saying this because I'm a Reds fan, but they are also they they did some they did some great offseason moves. They're prime. We could see a Reds Yankees World Series. I I would agree. And if that happens, you need to tune into this show because it's going to be lot. It's going to be fire. It's going to be lit. For more ways than not, there actually could be a fire. I I, I would agree with you. Your, your team, the Reds. If they do that, let's let's do a live show watching the game. Let's do a watch party. We'll That'd watch we'll awesome. watch game one, and then the rest of the games we won't be able to watch together. But um, <laughs> it depends on which team wins, right? Yeah, I really. Yeah. I I honestly believe the Reds the Reds have a shot. They've okay. got the only issue is the difference is you've got a lot of hotheads on the Reds. You got a lot of guys that rub people the wrong way. Yeah, they just released Dietrich though. So that okay. could change. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's a plus. Yeah. You've still got but, the, the but Bauer hour. Their manager is he's a hothead, man. You've he's still got you've still got Trevor Bauer. Yeah. Who <laughs> he's just I don't know how to feel right. Sometimes right. sometimes he says things that are just like right yeah. on point and yeah. I'm like, okay, I really like that. And then other times he goes off the rails and I'm like Bro, just He's a pitcher, man. Just, what do you want? And then you got your Amir Garrett, who gets in fights with yeah. everyone. I love mean, him. Yeah, I, I think I think the bullpen is incredible. I think you've got I think you've legitimately got like six or seven guys that throw a hundred without even when they wake up in the morning. Yeah, no. So I don't, I don't know. We'll see. Really interesting. All right, we got to go, man. This All is right. what happens when we don't do this show for a couple of weeks. We just talk and talk and talk. So. Hey, man. All right, thanks for joining us. If uh, you tune in, podcast, uh, Facebook, w- whatever. We got to get the podcast thing figured out. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll do that. This will be on the podcast that. eventually. It's just a matter of figuring it out. So. <laughs> God bless you guys. Thanks for joining us. Opening day tomorrow. Don't miss it. Tonight. <laughs> and bam.